Ovajana, Tumirandasya, Yanam Jana Shalakaya, Chakshur Militam Yuna Tatsmai Shigaravinamaha. As regards this uh, question about leaving the body and chanting at the moment, so whether uh, is there any sense in chanting while when the soul has left the body already? Or it, sh- or it should be done only during uh, during the time when the soul is still in the body. What's the use of chanting when the soul has gone? Already? Well, you can still uh, you can still help souls who have left the body. Does it matter where? Just close to the body, or doesn't matter? No, you you see, usually after someone leaves the body, then some kind of ceremony is performed, in which. Uh, picture and a moderated photo of that person is kept. We call all the Vaishnavas and we have Kirtan and we uh, offer prasad to the Lord. We get one plate of that prasad and we place in front of the photo of the person and we ask all the Vaishnavas to bless the departed soul. Uh, some spiritual masters, some acharyas state, we hope that they base their statements on uh, scriptural evidence. They state that some spirit souls they come from spiritual world. But there are spiritual, there, there are uh, uh, jivas who come from Brahma Jyoti, not from the spiritual world. And thus, uh, some uh, jivas they are uh, eternally conditioned, because uh, they are not coming from the from the spiritual world. Um, does it? Um, whether it is right or or not, if uh, and also, also, who controls this process of uh, going back to the spiritual world? Whether it, is dep- it depends only on the power of of the desire, on the strength of the desire of the living entity, uh, and on the freedom of choice, or it is fully in Krishna's hands. And also, can we? Should we endeavor? Should we um, develop strong desire? Um, as far as the living being originating or, or come from the Brahma Jyoti, this question was put to Prabhupada. Prabhupada, this is in the letter, Prabhupada wrote that, that um, the Brahma Jyoti is also a fallen condition. So we may talk of falling from the Brahma Jyoti, but actually that's also a fallen condition. Because the constitutional position of the Jiva is to be in his spiritual, what is called Sarup, or his original form. <coughs> Liberation means to give up the false material form and to be situated in one's own constitutional form. I mean, if the Krishna das ekata bhule, maya nafa chiradin bhule. This question is discussed by Jagadananda Pandit, an associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And I am the eternal servant of Krishna, but I forgot this. <coughs> Thus, becoming the servant of Maya, I am wandering for a very long time. And what's the next question? Who controls? In other words, this is a controversial point. Because even from Shastra, you could deduce both things. That the spirit soul is eternally, uh, eternally in the material world or eternally in the spiritual world. 
When uh, Prabhupada was asked about this on several occasions, he explained in detail that due to misuse of independence, we have fallen from the spiritual world. And although some people say that this is not true and it's against the conclusions of Shastras and all the Acharyas, Prabhupada said it. Previous Acharyas have also made similar statements. So, I, I'll keep my faith with Prabhupada's explanation. Others, they say, well, Prabhupada only said that to mislead us because we, or whatever. They have their explanations. They say that Prabhupada, he only just said that just for the sake of preaching because we couldn't understand. Prabhupada said so many things which, which might have been thought difficult for us to accept. Prabhupada said the moon is further away than the sun. Yeah. He, at, at the time when the Americans were so proud of going to the moon, Prabhupada openly said they never went to the moon. So it wasn't Prabhupada's policy to uh, misstate or, or, or to hide things from us because he was afraid we wouldn't be able to accept them. Now, um, who, can, who controls the process of whether we go back to Godhead? Yeah. Well, it's, of course, we say it is based on our design. But ultimately, of course, it's, uh, it all depends on Krishna's permission. But Krishna reciprocates with our design. There's another part of the question. Is there no asthma? Can you remember? No. Better to ask one at a time. She has better had him with Whether a devotee uh, should endeavor to go back to the spiritual world, or it is rather arrogant and on his side, or he can have such a desire. Prabhupada writes in one purport that the last selfish desire that a devotee should retain is to go back to Godhead. Hmm. I should get rid of it. No, he should he could, should keep this desire to go back to Godhead. Uh-huh. Because, actually, if we don't have that desire, then that is a kind of selfishness. Because highly advanced devotees, they only want to serve Krishna, they don't even ask for liberation. And that is an even higher stage than uh, desiring to go back to Godhead. But uh, if we're not on that stage and we desire to stay in this material world, it means that we're avoiding the service of Krishna. <coughs> to desire to go back to Godhead means to desire to serve Krishna in the spiritual world. If we're thinking, I want to go back to Godhead so I can enjoy myself in the spiritual world, then we can't go back to Godhead. Yes. But if we're thinking, uh, let me go back to Godhead because Krishna will be more satisfied with me than if I stay in this material world, I can serve him better there. That is the proper way to think. Sometimes you may think, well, I only want to stay in this material world and serve Krishna. I, I don't know. Sometimes you may think like that, that let me stay in this material oh. world and serve Krishna. But we have to see if we're actually that advanced. We may think like that when the sun is shining and we have no major problems, but then when we get all kinds of diseases and, and so many problems, then we have to see if we're still, if we're still thinking, I want to stay in this material world, it's a pressure. So our aim is back to God. Let's go. Let's not waste any time. <laughs> We should have a strong desire to serve Krishna and go back to Godhead. What is that strong desire called in Sanskrit? Lolyam. Lolyam. So we should have Lolyam. If we have Lolyam, then we can go back to Godhead. They have no I know, that's why I'm saying. Yes, I know, So make sure you keep Lolyam with you. You'll have no problems. What can we consider uh, criteria for successful preaching? Number of books distributed, number of uh, devotees made, or something else? 
Uh, well, the real success is how much Krishna is pleased with us. And that may manifest in different ways. Krishna is very satisfied when he sees devotees cooperating together <coughs> selflessly to serve him. There's no doubt that Prabhupada stressed very much distribution of books. So you should always go on distributing Prabhupada's books. But that doesn't mean that other programs shouldn't go on. It's uh, public chanting. Harinamani. Distributing prasads, holding public programs. Oh. Then uh, when people are interested, preaching to them. So definitely you want to make devotees. So home pushing the preaching in various ways. Don't neglect any program. He already asked this question, but now he would like all devotees to hear the answer. Concerns Gaudiya Mat. What should be our attitude towards devotees who belong to Gaudiya Mat and who preach here? And what are the major differences between Iskon philosophy and philosophy of Gaudiya Mat? Well, generally we see that Gaudiya Mat followers, they come to Iskon meetings with the purpose of taking people away. So why should we uh, allow them to do that? They, they take people away and then they train them up how to criticize the scorn and So why should we cooperate with them? Differences in philosophy? Well, actually not that much. Maybe difference in emphasis or something. At this point they'll preach that uh, the jiva never fell from the spiritual world and everyone in this scorn is wrong, including Prabhupada. They won't say that directly. <laughs> I mean, this is, Prabhupada directly said like this, and he said, this is wrong philosophy. Many years ago, Prabhupada wrote that, uh, regarding Goryamant, Prabhupada wrote that, uh, they can do nothing to help us, but they can cause, but they can do much to harm our work. So it's better to remain, maintain a respectful distance. So anyway, I mean, they're not, not everyone is the same, but in general, uh, they, they'll come smiling, but their intention is different. So is it all right uh, to for, forbid them attend our Sunday programs? Well, I would certainly do so. That's, that's standard all over the world, because it's standard all over the world, because uh, we used to allow them to come in different places in the world, but then they just come, and they especially go to new people and take them away. Even uh, Gauri Mahat Sanyasis, when they first came to the West, they were invited to come to Wisconsin centers. <coughs> but they would just come and uh, just, they'd come, like, they'd come to like some Nam Hatta and there'd be all people there who, who they never saw and they'd immediately initiate them all. So they seem to be uh, very anxious to increase their number of followers. Even they give initiation to people who aren't following the principles or not chanting 16 rounds. Uh, in this way, they're making the whole process very cheap. And you don't help people by initiate, so-called initiating them if they're not following the principles. Rather, they think, oh, it's okay, I don't have to follow all the principles, I can get initiated. So you're not actually helping them to advance in spiritual life. So, I mean, they can say whatever they like, but uh, I'm sure that if you want to please Prabhupada, we have to remain under his shelter. The best hope for us to become spiritually advanced is to follow in the line of Prabhupada. I mean, even if you join the Gorya Mat, how are you going to understand the philosophy of Krishna consciousness? <coughs> they are worshipping uh, the picture of Panchatattva. Mm. So they wonder what is the authoritative method of worship Panchatattva, either at home or in some center. Picture of Panchatattva, not the deities. Oh, I see. Picture. Uh, worship of picture is very common. Um, in, in traditional India, in, among traditional Indian Vaishnavas. <coughs> For instance, um, there are many big temples and 
living all around the temple are the worshippers, the families who worship the deity. So apart from worshipping in the temple, they also worship a picture of the Lord at home. That was very common actually um, when the movement was just expanding in the 1970s to have uh, centers with a picture of the Panchatattva. Yes. So you do worship, you, you do regular Mongolarti and all these different things, offer bow, but uh, you don't... You don't have to be so strict in your timings like this. Whenever you're going to eat, you offer like this. And if all the devotees are going away, say, to some festival, then you can just close them and go away and come back and start the worship. When they worship, when they offer more, for example, they offer only two plates, for Chaitanya and Nityananda. What about others? Should they offer to them also, or what's the... Well, you could even offer one plate. <laughs> what are you? Two, you can keep two. They're asking whether they should fix some standard of offering arati like once a week, only once a week. Because sometimes this week I may offer, another week I may not offer. Once a week? But why not, why not every day? Yeah, I also was surprised to hear once a week. Mm-hmm. You say you have you have a center? They have Sunday program there, so during this they offer uh, this other uh-huh. And then during the rest of the week the building is empty or what? Uh, no, they don't have. No, they gather at, at one devotee's apartment mm-hmm. and have program there because they don't have permanent place yeah. of But then during the week he doesn't do any party or anything? No. Well, it's nice to do something every day. He's asking about himself also, uh, whether he should offer this arati, full arati, every day or can do only one, twice a week, because sometimes it may not be possible to offer it every day. Why, you're, you're working or what? You don't have much time? He may leave, he may go somewhere, travel, no travel. Well, it's good to have these programs of sadhana. No prohibition, Mahārāja disciple, is it? No prohibition, Mahārāja. That... Um, we were in Bangladesh and we just had very few devotees at that time. Often there'd only be two devotees in the temple. So we were saying that, you know, when there's only two devotees, there's so many things to do. We have, we have to do the puja and the cleaning and the cooking and meeting the guests and getting books printed and programs. And, you know, we have to do everything, just two men. So we were proposing to Prabhupada Maharaj that, uh, well, we should cut down on the morning program and maybe just just chant our rounds and get to do our services. Mm. But he he insisted that even if there's only two of us we should have Mongolati, Guru Puja, everything. He said without these things then uh, you'll grow weak. So it's good to have these things. Sometimes they are asking whether it is right that uh, devotees they just sing samsara in the morning and without offering anything. Mm. Is it, uh, will it be accepted by the Lord? Or? Yeah, well, at least offer some incense. How many devotees are in your center? They don't have center. They don't have a center. No. But you're a full-time devotee, is it, William? You're a full-time devotee. He lives alone in a flat. They have, it's a, com- it's a, com- it's a common problem here, so they don't know what is authoritative. You're living alone. And what you're working or preaching and organizing I mean, Sunday Sunday programs. I mean, you're like a full-time devotee in that sense. We don't have this in Russia. Devotee, no. In Russia, we cannot say a full-time devotee. It's I mean, impossible. you don't have any other. Interest. No, I understand. Yeah, but uh, this 
this particular word. Uh-huh. Are you full-time devotee or part-time devotee? In Russian, you have to, you know, either explain somehow or other. There is no such word. Well, you don't have any other engagement except devotional service. No. And then there are quite a few devotees living in the city. Well, it might be a nice idea. This is something that... Let, let me tell you, in Dubai and several other cities in the Arabian Gulf, we have quite a lot of devotees and they, they're living in their homes because there's no question of having any temple. It's in a Muslim country. So, at least during Kartik, they have a Mongolati program in different people's homes on different days. Every day, a different home. So maybe... Uh, Maybe you could visit different people in their homes three or four mornings a week, and uh, others could maybe join also. That's a suggestion. That will help to increase the Vaishnav Sangha also. Or maybe if it's too difficult to uh, travel early in the morning, maybe you could. some arrangement could be made, you could stay overnight, something like that. The minimum should be that we chant the Purvashtakam. But it's nice if we, <coughs> we offer some incense, kirtan. Can Pujari while offering Arati sing Guru Ah, sometimes there's no one else. <laughs> In the case you have to. Traditionally, when you're offering, then you are, you, as you offer each item, you have to recite the whole mantra with the name of the deity you're offering to. That might be a little advanced real level now. So you can join in the singing. They can do what? Yeah, if, you, if you're not going in such a technical way, then you can also join in the singing. No, I don't understand the second. Join in the same way? Join in the singing, you can also sing. Join the others in singing. Oh. Yeah, please. Well, what should be our minimum standard of association with senior devotees? How often should we invite or go ourselves and meet and associate with senior devotees? Uh, as much as possible. Perfect. How often do senior devotees come to Kirov? Once a year. Who came last time? Akhtov, in the last year, came to Kirov. Who came to Kirov? Is this under his zone? I guess so he was on it. He was on it. Yes. He came for the first time. For all years. Mm. Well, keep on inviting people. It's a remote spot. Geographically, it's quite remote. It's, it's not on the way to anywhere. Or maybe it's on the train line between Perm and Moscow, but no one goes. They don't go from Moscow to Perm by train. Mm. So, you have to keep on inviting. And uh, yes, you should also go and get the association as much as possible. Now the big festival is in Dibna Mosque in October. Is anyone planning to go there? From here? No. It's a long way to go. It's expensive, very expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. It's very minor. There are festivals from time to time in Moscow, no? Do you visit those festivals sometimes? We visit Perm. That's much, much closer. Yeah. There's there's some nice devotees in Perm, like all the devotees, there's quite a few also. Do devotees from Perm come here? From time to time. Mm. Yeah, call them. Call them. You yourselves become strong. This uh, Bhakti Shastri program by correspondence, that's very good. You should, order that. you should do. He's a big scholar here. Yeah.